Welcome back, guys. My name is Dimitri Sebastian. And I'm Wes Kendall. And we are back in session where your fitness and lifestyle questions are answered and bro science is put to the test. Yeah. Look, look at the way that I glisten. I saw me tripping. Put it in gear if you gave me permission. Gave her some bash She walked out the clinic. Now she's gonna be so for a little Today's topic yes. is going to be interesting because I'm going to be playing devil's advocate a bit because I feel mm -hmm. like we're on the same page, but I'm going to be difficult. Okay. And uh, it's actually, Celias was the one who asked for this, I believe, and it was intuitive eating. And you actually looked up the real definition, right? I did. I did look up the definition. Because we thought we knew, uh, but it actually ended up being a little bit more wholesome, though I still think it's misused. All right, so I'll read you guys the definition and uh, apologize ahead of time if we piss you guys off or anger any people. I, who please may do. Be, you know, write a comment. Emotionally connected to intuitive eating. But, mm -hmm. uh, yes, here we go. Uh, oh, that's the old, a different one than last time. Okay, here it is. <laughs> no, that's a book. That's a book. Did I, t did I text it to you? No, you didn't. What? I freaking lost it. No, I, I must have taken a screenshot. You reminded me. There it is. Intuitive eating is an eating style that promotes a healthy attitude toward food and body length, body image. The idea that you should eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full, and though this should be an intuitive process for many people, it's not. And that is from www.healthline.com. I, I, Healthline's pretty good. I think so. It's not yeah. like I've I've read stuff on it before. Like it. Every time I, because I avoid WebMD, so I try to go to Healthline. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I feel like uh, it's not uh, one of those CrossFit pages or something like that. It, so. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Or the uh, www.carnivoredietisgood.com mm -hmm. kind of stuff like that. I think they're pretty oh, balanced. Yeah. So for intuitive eating, okay, we have the definition. Mm -hmm. It's about having a healthy relationship with food, healthy lifestyle, eat when you're hungry, live your life, yes. live and let be. Now, how do you actually see it used? Because just because something has a definition doesn't mean that people actually listen to that definition. It's like, irregardless, it's not a word. It's right. gonna be in the de in the dictionary soon because people keep using it. Well, yeah, it, I think it's been around for a while. It's probably not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And it's very like talked about in different forms and uh, different, uh, I guess, fitness genres. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that it can't, I think it's different than a diet. Do you agree? I think it is the definition of what people talk about when they say living a healthy lifestyle, not dieting. Okay. However, I think that you can't do intuitive eating without proper education, which is counterintuitive. Yeah. Huh. yeah. The, uh, so We'll get to it in a second, but I think what a lot of people think, they think intuitive eating, eat when you're hungry. Mm -hmm. Now, Slyas is a perfect example of this. We were just talking about this before we started recording. Slyas has an incredibly low appetite. Right. He doesn't need to eat a lot. Yes. However, myself, if there's food in front of me and I just decide I'm just going to eat until I'm full, I could graze all day too much. It's just like that part of my brain right. is saying like, we can keep doing like eat, eat, eat. So for us, our concept of intuitive eating, we can't trust just our hunger signs mm -hmm. because they're not reliable. That's and true. I think that is the disconnect where a lot of 
Instagram fitspos and like super healthy people with really great education on these things are like, oh, just eat, eat when you're hungry, eat when you're comfortable. Well, yeah, you're satiated after, you know, like a green salad with chicken on top. Right. Whereas other people are like, cool, yeah, I was actually able to eat fast enough to where I could get three quarter pounders inside of me before my body realized what I was doing. That's the difference between if you if you just say eat till, eat till you're full, if someone doesn't have the education, mm-hmm. they they can either underdo it or overdo it very easily. Right. Yeah. Without at least some free work, I uh, I agree. You can definitely go out of intuitive eating. Plus, I would also say that like I I do want to get into the leptin and ghrelin hormones, which mm-hmm. is uh, what causes that feeling of oh man i'm definitely full i can't eat too much uh or the leptin or the hormones causing it to uh you know have you not really ever feel really full unless you overdo it yeah so it's like that's definitely uh like a huge part in how we respond to the food and how much food we can fit in um i also think that you know to not jump ahead to that one yet but is to uh say that leptin or i'm sorry uh that Intuitive eating is more of a, uh, like, maintenance plan, not a diet. You know what I mean? I agree with that. So you're kind of saying when you say it's a maintenance plan, you're saying you've already gotten to a goal. Yeah. And then you choose to intuitively eat to maintain that goal. Yes. Uh, So it's like your body likes homeostasis, remember? Mm -hmm. It's always talking about, I want to be in the same spot. I don't want to add or change anything that's going to, you know, cause big upsets in my, you know, physiology up one way or the other. And it likes to kind of sit at a certain point. Now that can shift very slowly over years or can, you know, reduce or add, you know, a few pounds here or there based on the seasons. But... We don't like to vary off of that very much. So, okay. So actually helps you with that. You did guide us into the next topic of if you had to pick what type of person it works for, Mm -hmm. who would that be? Um, I would say mostly people who are trying to kind of stay where they're at or Mm. it's a very good lifestyle lifestyle approach you know it's like i can maintain my current level of fitness i'm not going to get you know super unhealthy where i'm obese but i'm not going to like you know shred down to 12 percent or something like that uh they can kind of get away with that like some people sit naturally at a leaner body fat or naturally at like a higher body fat regardless of muscle mass and that can also be a way to like maintain that if you're already where you want now i'd make the argument that it can and i'm playing devil's advocate a little bit here it can work for anyone in theory what needs to happen is you need to have a baseline knowledge of what healthy eating is and what unhealthy eating is And you also need to have an understanding of your own ability to have the accountability. Right. You need to be able to discipline. I'm going to just bring it down to discipline. You need to be able to say, okay, three quarter pounders. I've done this before. Right. I know what's going to happen after the third one. I know what's going to happen after the second one. So maybe I should eat mm-hmm. one and then just sit on it and right. then just wait. That's what a lot of us do. We're like, we're cram, 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 because you're not full yet. Mm-hmm. It's stuff like that. Those are the kinds of things that intuitive eating is. So if you don't have the education and knowledge or the discipline, right. then you're never going to have it. Um, you're already kind of treading into this. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to just push forward to the next uh, point and then we'll get into what you were just yeah. saying. Uh, but who doesn't intuitive eating work for? I would say someone who has to make like a specific and, you know, time 
oriented change like someone doing a competition or like a sporting event it's like well you know for example if an actor wants to get ready for a role or like an athlete wants to be a certain weight for uh, a competition then they have to you know make you know scheduled progress where you have to take complete control of the diet in order to pull that off but intuitive eating i think with your framework like you're mm-hmm. saying right there would uh work very well with um a little bit of structure and depending on if it was going more like portions or macros it would be like the zone diet or a basic like uh percentage-based diet i would say the only people it can't work for are people mm-hmm. with eating disorders right in overeating or undereating. i would say it doesn't work for people who have uh we'll, i'm just gonna call it like addictions of sorts like if you're an alcoholic or you're right. on drugs something is probably just not gonna work for you that's a good point um until you get those things figured out you probably shouldn't be worried about your weight just now you probably should like focus on those things um and i would say that it doesn't work for people who have certain health conditions mm-hmm. uh because you just can't you know work specifically off of that it can become a pseudo intuitive eating because you can become intuitively eating for your system but i would say it might be a little bit different depending but yeah if you have other things that are conflicting with your ability to manage weight in any direction yeah it's not going to work but for the vast majority of the healthy populace i think they would work just fine all right so dimitri keeps touching on this yes. uh, so there's no reason not to dive on in um is food a drug well i think some people attach like drug-like reactions to food you know i don't think it's necessarily like i i hear the term that it's as strong as cocaine or whatever or heroin but i or think it's sugar the same part no it's sugar yeah. it's sugar i read i don't know if that's true and i refuse to check i think it's like uh, it's, so sugar actually the same part as cocaine yeah i think it, it that's true it does access the same part but uh, to the magnitude i wonder i don't think it's got to be the similar <laughs> i, I mean, am looking up the definition of drug yeah so. a medicine or other substance which has a physiological effect when ingested or otherwise introduced into the body damn it i think food might be a drug you're right actually (laughs) you changed my mind i think well and that's when people talk about uh wow not to get political about it we're gonna have to call dap cap dylan here yeah why is marijuana legal when alcohol isn't alcohol's not a drug yeah it is Mm -hmm. caffeine's not a drug yeah it is both marijuana and alcohol are legal Oh, yeah, I forgot that changed. Well, in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> Federal, I'm still in the military, okay? These things aren't legal. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, food, It. what do you do? You eat it. It does have sugar, especially. If you've ever been, like, especially if you're on, like, a diet or something, right. and it's, like, been all week, you've been you've been an extra good behavior, mm-hmm. and it's your cheat day, right. and you just get, like, a bite of, I don't know, like, cake, like, cheesecake for me. It's, oh, like, cheesecake. It's just, like, it choice. is, it is Oh, it just like hits so good, mm-hmm. and it's just like that—that is a physiological effect. So it, I think that, if not for necessarily everyone, I think if I would say uh, air quotes drug, right? But technically, the only—I think you're 100 percent right that it would be a drug. The only coupling with that is that it's also a fuel. So it's like you have mm-hmm. to eat food. It's not like yeah, you don't have yeah. to you know drink a fifth of Jack Daniels, uh, but you do have to fuel yourself at some point. I yeah. I think you you can be addicted to food. Yeah. You can be addicted to food. Uh, I know people who are addicted to food. I know people who are addicted to sugar. Um, I once knew somebody 
that their kid refused to drink water. Mm -hmm. And the only way to get him to drink water was to put sugar in the water. And then several years later, that kid went every single, that slice is like making the the best face. (laughs) The, the, that kid had a sugar addiction, but later on. Right. And no one really cared. And don't even make that look, mister. I drank Pepsi ex- almost exclusively. Somehow didn't get a kidney stone. Um, I've not been Pepsi in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> he did. I, when did you start doing that? I think that was in high school when you stopped. Yeah, it was high school. <laughs> the, uh, but, yeah, there's people who, if you took away, took away their sodi pop, they'd have the same exact reaction right. as someone who's, like, an alcoholic, and you're like, hey, you can't drink anymore. And you're like, I don't have a problem. I can do what I want. I'm an adult. So, yeah, maybe food is a drug. Well, don't tell that to Lizzo. Oh, come on. Ah. <laughs> Why men great till they got to be great? I know, right? <laughs> okay. Okay. So Had to I'm piss someone gonna, off. I want to keep that rolling. Yeah. Um, so, like, certain foods are obviously mm-hmm. more addictive than others. What should you right. stick to? What should you stay away from? Yeah. So, like, the main, you know, culprit on that it would be, like, people blame insulin and carbs, usually together. Um, and that is influenced by like how much carbs you eat at once or how much like the calorie size in your meal is and also like body fat percentage so the closer you are to being obese which is a state where you're insulin resistant then you handle carbs you know in a way that makes you feel more i guess of that feeling than if you mm-hmm. were at uh you know 25 to 10 percent body fat range something like that okay so Actually, we're going entirely out of order, but now I feel that this is in more important now. Mm-hmm. We talk about that food can be a drug, right. air quotes, drug. Right. Um, are there good foods versus bad? Is there such thing? Like, there's no bad dogs, only bad owners. Right. Is guess. there bad food? I get what you mean. Um, well, <laughs> there's foods that aren't going to do you any favors. You know, and that's I like, like that. Yeah. That's true. Um, but I think you should, like allow yourself to enjoy whatever you know foods you want as long as you're not making yourself in a more you know unhealthy place unreasonably you know Um, if you have the ability to manage it yeah exactly because i think a lot of people like i know people that can say like oh a slice of pizza i'm only gonna have like one and they mean it then other people like they will eat until they they're either is gone or they're you know comatose right so so that's so I like your statement. There's foods that aren't going to do you any favors. Yeah. That there's also foods that are misleading. Uh, mm-hmm. There and I'm, actually I would blame the beverage companies more than anything. Like vitamin water. Vitamin water. Vitamin water. Uh, body armor. Oh, body yeah. armor. Uh, oh, so life water. All yeah. of these things are like health vitamins. This that the other. Eat a piece of fruit. <laughs> God, <laughs> just eat a piece of fruit and drink some water. Because you don't need, you know, the same amount of sugars from a soda to get some, you know, vitamins. Yeah. No, that's a big part. Uh, no, I did make fun of Dimitri for sitting on the couch with a bag of uh, peanut M&Ms. That is not what happened. I ate three. <laughs> <laughs> I left it on the couch. Oh, he, he walks out in the morning and he's like, he's like, this might be the fattest thing you've ever done. I was like, I ate three of them. I'm sorry I left them on the couch. Because <laughs> it's like one of those big bags of Costco. Yeah. But yes. Also, you're the one who left it on the coffee table. That's why I got left on the couch. <laughs> Back on track. <laughs> so there's, uh, there's foods that are the same way as those drinks. Mm-hmm. It's 
you go to Burger King, you go to McDonald's, like you know what you're doing. Right. We all know what we're doing. But then you can go to uh, a, like a mid-tier steak restaurant and they're gonna be like, oh, so I'm not gonna get steak because red meat's bad for you. I'm gonna get the Parmesan crusted chicken. You blew it. It's Parmesan truck. That is just fried chicken yeah. that they added an extra step. Oh, I see what you're it's saying. It's not healthy. Or they'll uh, they'll be like, oh, well, I got it with the asparagus. Mm-hmm. And it was it, it's basically drowned in butter, so that kind of doesn't count anymore. And, uh, and I got it with a sweet potato instead of a regular potato. Yeah, but you load it with brown sugar and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Unhealthy foods can kind of be hidden. Yeah, you're right. There's definitely, like, calories you got to watch out for. You know, it's like, you know, if it doesn't have your macros in it, I'd say it's not good. So it's like... I think the biggest culprits ever would be, you know, like a donut or pizza, which are two of my favorites. I do love a donut. You know, that's like... Bosa donuts. Yeah, the, like a donut or pizza. pizza. I guess, you know, pizza you can have a little bit more argue for because there is some dairy protein. But from the donut, it's like almost zero. Good. It's literally saturated fat and sugar together, and that's it. Nothing that else. That is kind of rough to hear yeah. that. It's like there really is no redeeming <laughs> qualities to the donut. Yeah. Okay, but um, more on topic... What are like the pros and cons mm-hmm. of intuitive eating? I want to hear from you first because I gotta set up yeah, yeah. my. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, I really have. We share the opinions. Opinions. I just need to like be he's be set up. He's stirring the pot. Yeah, exactly. I'm yes. stirring the pot, but he's gotta he's gotta set the pot up. Okay, I'm so pros and cons. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. We need it. Yeah. Uh, I would say uh, two pros and cons for intuitive eating i think it's good as a lifestyle approach to you know have flexibility and you know not feel like you're putting extra mental stress on yourself by having to be super picky with your foods um i also think especially more for if you add a little bit of structure to it that it could be like one of the uh better lifestyle diets out there um and then i guess another pro for it would be that uh you can really like allow your body to naturally maintain itself. You know, mm-hmm. you're not going to like be pushing a lot of discomfort or like, you know, situations where you're, you're having to punch numbers into a scale and measure everything mm-hmm. and uh, kind of save yourself some time and kind of maintain the direction you're going. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so as someone who doesn't eat very much, I think intuitive eating is stupid because <laughs> obviously I need to eat more than what I feel like I need to eat. Mm-hmm. Give me the cons. Okay. So uh, cons, I think that without, you know, we can't always trust our hunger and satiety hormones. Mm-hmm. Like that's one thing apparent. Like if you do eat a really fattening food, uh, especially like the more processed ones, don't you feel hungry for more? Or, I mean, I do. I, I know you might not, but. Uh, I mean, personally, uh, I have to be careful about what yeah. I eat only because I need bulk. If, right. Like, so the donut's a perfect example. Like, if you live in the Arizona, I don't know if they're outside, there's Bosa Donuts. Right. If there are 12 Bosa Donuts and there's no one else there to eat the other 12, mm-hmm. I can eat 12 Bosa Donuts because they are not dense. I'm going <laughs> to feel terrible afterwards. Of course. But like, I, I've done it before. The uh, They're not dense, they're high in sugar, and yeah. they're just going through me. It doesn't. I don't eat 12 at once, but right. I can eat them throughout the course of like three oh, yeah. hours well, because there. they don't sit. They just like, there's like flowing through because there's no bulk there. Right. So the concept of like, oh, just eat until you're full. It's like, well, if you're eating food that doesn't hold weight, right. then congratulations, you played yourself. Yes, good point. Uh, yeah, that's the other end of the spectrum, which is like you, you know, don't have as much... I think it's leptin, which is the uh, 
no, it's ghrelin, which is a satiety hormone. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you're not going to really feel full. I mean, that's one thing that I've noticed, even though I'm bulking now, is I eat my portioned amount of food and I'm still hungry. And it's like, well, what can I do? I could drink a big glass of water, then I feel full. That's one thing. And then two, I can wait it out for like 30 minutes. And then I'm like, I'm not hungry anymore, but I'm not really full. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is that... How would you describe it? I think the glass of water is one of those like underlooked like it's it's one of those ones that you get recommended by like people you don't agree with. It's like yeah. it's like, oh, you don't need to get vaccinated. Just drink a glass of water. <laughs> the uh, th- those are the kind of people that say that. But that yeah. part is right. If you're eating food and you're like, I'm still hungry. Drink a glass of water. Wait. Yeah. I actually think that's a really good point because it's like, are you hungry or are you bored? Right. Are you hungry or are you bored? Is a question what? I ask myself once a day. <laughs> that I love is eating when I'm bored, though. <laughs> dude, I it constantly. I like he'll. He, you've watched me. I'll walk around the house. I'll go look in the fridge. I know I'm not gonna eat anything, but I just. Yeah. It, it's like a. It is a pattern that it <laughs> put into my head because I was like a latchkey kid. So yeah. like my parents are never there. So you just like go to the fridge. You just go do, do you eat stuff. Yeah. So I still have that habit where I'll stand up. I'll go look in the fridge. I will get nothing. Right. I do it almost every single day with no intent oh, of yeah. eating anything just because, sure like, it makes me feel better. It's, yeah. like, this weird thing. So I agree. All right. Um, and then what's the biggest critique you have of intuitive eating? Um, I'd say that it doesn't – people use it as a crutch, I think, when they think that they're uh, making a change to their diet. But realistically, you always come back to baseline unless you have structure like this is how many grams of protein I'm going to eat or my have an eating window or having like a uh, <clears throat> percentage or zone-based portion. Uh, so I think that people waste time on it. That's my biggest critique. I would say the mm-hmm. only critique that I have is it's misrepresented. Mm-hmm. It's misrepresented by people that want to pass off a healthy lifestyle. They want you to sign up for their stupid yoga class. They want you to freaking do mm. all of this weird foo-foo stuff. And the thing is, if you have a yoga class, I think it's fine. I think it's great. I actually love yoga. But you all know the people, the, the crunchy granola people that are like, you don't need to do this, that, and the other. You just need to trust your spirit and do intuitively. Like, I am sorry. It is not that simple. I love that for you, that it works for you. But other people need to be a little bit more deliberate with their lifestyle. I heavily associate. Um, like intuitive eating with a healthy at any size movement. <laughs> that is, uh, I like that. That is the most controversial thing yeah. that I've heard in a while here, and I'm glad to have you because Wes and I have gotten so bad about like yeah. just we was like let's find the nice smooth road. You're right. There's a lot of people who are into intuitive eating. I made the that... Lizzo comment. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I think I blocked that from my mind. You're right. Never mind. Actually, that one was worse. <laughs> You're in second place. Hey, at least I'm not alone dying on here. <laughs> the uh, so, you know, actually, you know, let's let's cut to a quick break. Okay. When we can Ooh, talk suspense. about, we can go and talk about the uh, at any size movement. Okay, good idea. So, we left off talking about the the uh, what is healthiest healthy at any size. Thank you. Yes. I'd like to take a second to address this because I disagree with size shaming anyone. And I don't say that just to cover my ass. I think it's annoying okay. because I'm actually even more annoying about it because I get really annoyed when people are mean to skinny people. Like people mm-hmm. are like, like, you need to eat a hamburger. It's like, that is as rude as saying like, you need to eat a salad. Both yeah. are to me are equally rude. And as someone who has fluctuated heavily with weight my own, I uh, went from really 
you know, skinny to like really strong to like gain a bunch of weight, found out it's like, oh, you actually have like, uh, you know, a medical condition where mm-hmm. that was causing you weight gain. It's like right. everyone has their own issues. Mm-hmm. So let's like not presume these things until you kind of get to know them a little better. That's okay. true. But to be fair, to uh, be fair, the healthy eating size, the reason well, why that gets under my skin yeah, yeah. is because like I'm a smoker. I smoke cigarettes, obviously. <gasps> I would never tell people mm-hmm. you should be fine smoking cigarettes. Like you should be happy with yourself smoking cigarettes. I know mm-hmm. it's bad. Right. I yes. Know it's bad for me. I would never tell anybody else to do that. Right. So I wouldn't as a So to so to start from the top because you're passionate about this and I actually and I and I think you made a really great connection right there and I'll get to you in one second. Body, the Healthy at Any Size movement is a, uh, a movement that is typically for larger size people that fall into a BMI that would cause them to be obese or severely obese. And right. their statement is, uh, we can be as healthy as anyone else at this size. The unfortunate part about that is most, if not all, doctors disagree with that. And uh, anytime that they have been on shows, uh, television, anything like that, they'll say, I'm healthy. And then there's usually a doctor to counter them, of course, because reality television is trash. Um, And they'll say, okay, um, I'm a doctor. What does your doctor say? Does he say you're healthy? And she's like, I shouldn't be held to the doctor's, you know, thoughts on, he's like, no, 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 I'm not like trying. He's like, if your doctor says you're healthy at this size, that's great. I don't care how what you look like. I just want you to be healthy. And then they refuse to kind of, that's usually where the disconnect is, is that uh, they say they're as healthy as anyone else, but they also refuse to acquiesce that they are not as healthy as anyone else. Uh, so Slyas makes a great example where he says, I have this thing that I do that is unhealthy, but I don't walk around telling everyone, actually, I'm great, smoking's great. That's, and I'm glad you don't, that's not true. <laughs> um, but for a long time, and I don't think it's popular anymore, uh, the body and size movement, a uh, healthy and size movement is uh, still been pushing for that. And they've never been popular. The, the, it, the internet just props them up to be uh, more, uh, more relevant than they actually are. Because um, they don't want to get canceled, you know? Exactly. So, so. The, 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 where this falls into intuitive eating, a lot of people who are not a part of the healthy and size movement people who want to be comfortable with themselves, people who want to feel valuable, people who want to feel like they're important, and you all are, they have a tendency to choose a way of living that is kinder, is what I'm gonna say. Okay. So they say, I intuitively eat because I eat when I'm hungry, I trust my body, I love my body, I love who I am. And if you're healthy and your doctor agrees with that. Your blood markers say something. Yeah. I think yeah. your blood what? Your blood markers say yeah. something whether you are or not. You exactly. Know? If you if 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 all of your stuff comes up mm-hmm. that you're solid and mm-hmm. you're still a little fluffy, I don't care. If you don't want to have a six, I don't think that most people should have six packs. Right. I don't think that most people should be Shredsville USA. It is not in necessarily healthy. Correct. We just recently saw that uh, a fat dude doing like ninja backflips and mm-hmm. shit and like mm-hmm. Absolutely, that's amazing, but... I don't know if that's good for his knees. Uh, <laughs> all the comments were like, dude, your joints are As someone oh who used to do tumbling, and I freaking almost blew out a knee, yeah. that is a, yeah, you gotta be careful with that. But also, he's probably doing fine, because he's clearly still doing it years later, actually. I've seen an update for that. 
Um, but yeah, so if you don't look great, but all of your stuff reads healthy and you feel good and you're happy with who you are, mm -hmm. that I agree with that type of intuitive eating. The problem is when intuitive eating is used to cover up a conscious decision to continue to be unhealthy. If you avoid going to the doctor because every time you go there, you say, hey, doctor, I'm coming in because I have a cold. And they say, uh, okay, cool, here's this. It's uh, some cough medication. And every time they end it with, hey, uh, go ahead and keep uh, an eye on your weight for mm -hmm. me, just so you know. And you, and you get offended by that. Doctors didn't get their jobs to be rude. I was so nice. I went to the I went to the dentist recently, and it turns out I had like a couple cavities, and I've never had cavities before. Right. They treated me like garbage. They're like, "Well, you know, you have a bunch of cavities, right?" I'm like, "You guys are usually nice to me here. Yeah. Like, what is going on? What is happening to me right now?" And I understand why you would feel attacked every time you go to the doctors and you say, yeah. and they say, "Hey, you need to lose weight. Like, let's. I don't care about this other issue. You need to lose. This is the pressing problem. I understand why you feel attacked because I was like, why is the dentist being mean to me? This has never happened before." But then I realized he's not being mean to me because yeah. he, he hates me. It's because he's like, you are doing something that is screwing with your teeth. Right. Making it worse than what they want or what you should be at. That, that is exactly what it is. Right. So I think that we need to be careful with intuitive eating where if you live a healthy lifestyle, you've got your family, you've got your life, everything's good. But if you're not healthy, you're not healthy. Let's not, let's, let's not, you know, the, no pun intended, but let's not put lipstick on a pig, you know? Right. I agree. And I think people should be honest whether, you know, A, they're getting closer to their goals or not on, you know, say if you're trying to go one way or the other with your weight or two, uh, you know, if you're approaching a place that's going to make you or your family pay for it. Exactly. That's, that is the thing I think a lot of people seem to forget. It's you are going to be old at some point. And everything you do right now is just a culmination of how your retirement years are going to be mm -hmm. because the decisions you make now, it's like, oh, well, I feel great. I don't have a problem right now. What's the issue? It's like, good luck. Have, right. have fun later on because it's only going to get worse. Now, on a more positive note, <laughs> yes, on a more up. positive note, <laughs> because I know that gets kind of grim and it's it's serious, though, because it's, it's frustrating. The whole I know that you get frustrated with the, the whole uh, body size movement thing. I don't really think that's as real as people want to be. There's like a couple people that were very loud about it. But we all know somebody who has a very unhealthy relationship with food or their Have lifestyle the past, you know yes and yeah and you like want to help them but they have found rhetoric or whatever, or they just convince themselves that they're fine. And it's like, I'm telling you this because I love you. I don't want to, I'm not bullying you. Right. If I, if I wanted, if I didn't like you, I just let you be fat. Yeah. I, I if I, if that's, that is why I'm trying to help out. That's how I feel about you. <sighs> I told him he could fire back and he did. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Oh, Jesus. Um, now that we're actually doing something positive, Salias, um, how do you how do you recommend that people have a healthy relationship with food? Because some people would consider, and I don't agree with them, that tracking macros and stuff mm -hmm. is not necessarily a healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. It's more of because of, of mathematical equation. Right. So if you could meet them in the middle, what is a healthy relationship with food? Well, I do agree that, you know, dieting very strictly could be considered an unhealthy relationship with food in the other direction. Mm -hmm. You know, that that's definitely a factor. Um, I think that an unhealthy diet done, I guess, uh, intentionally isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like, 
because unless you're in an unhealthy body fat percent range mm -hmm. you know if that if you're already like in danger then it's bad but like some people can eat unhealthy for a little bit to either you know relax or to gain weight if say they want to gain weight you mm -hmm. know like that's what some athletes will do in a bulking phase um also i think a lot of foods um you just have to pay more attention to like your goal in which direction you want to go with it you know you can you can use high calorie foods for good yeah if you want to but you can also and need to know which low calorie low calorie nutrient dense foods are uh easily used and necessary for your body yeah yeah i i want to go back to the drug comment mm -hmm. because i think you nailed it is that not everyone has like a goal that is this that, and the other you just need to kind of keep an eye on things mm -hmm. i would say that if you viewed food like you viewed alcohol is it cool to have like three or four beers yeah that's mad tight homie yeah um if you if you decide to have like three or four shots that's like okay now we're starting to get into a weird zone then it's like hey i'm having six beers like okay we're getting, we're getting a little drunk and it's like it's it's almost like you can you you know when someone has a drinking problem right it's like oh hey like my buddy has like a beer a night like why are you telling me this like i don't care like yeah. oh like uh he has like six beers a night it's like that seems like a little too many but i mean he's not off the rails how's work for him what Good. are you getting to what's your point here we'll get there oh my buddy's you know drinking like a half fifth every night it's like your buddy has a drinking problem right like that's that we you have these points that if you looked at it like food, it's like, oh, I eat at McDonald's mm -hmm. a couple times a week. Right. Sure. Whatever. Oh, I, you know, I sometimes will like, I, I keep a cake in the house and I have a cake every single day. It's like, okay, like a slice of cake every single day isn't necessarily going to ruin you, but like, let's make sure we're managing the rest of our day accordingly. Right. As long as you're not overboard on everything. Exactly. Right? If, but if you're going, I'm going to McDonald's every single day, I'm drinking, uh, you know, three sodas a day. I'm doing all this other stuff. It, it's, it starts compounding to being like, okay my buddy who has a few drinks a day to I'm an alcoholic to my person, my buddy who eats a piece of cake a day to I haven't seen him not eat fast food yeah. since I've met him. That's true. It's there's a, there's a scale there. Yeah. There's definitely a scale and not, and you have to treat it like that. Everyone has a different scale. Yes. Yeah, that's a big part. Um, I also think that, you know, you have to be specific to where you need to go. You know, it's like if you are, you know, not a super high paid athlete, you can afford to relax and have fun. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you, you can have a little bit of alcohol here and there. You can, you know, enjoy your uh, glass of wine. You yep. can enjoy your cake, whatever, as long as you're not like putting yourself into a really bad and worse state. Yeah. You know, I encourage it even. I think if you're eating, you know, four or five meals a day, which is going to be like 20 to 30 meals a week then you can afford to have one or two of those meals as just whatever junk that you wanted. Yeah. And I think you're not going to ruin your entire week. I think that's actually a really good point. Um, intuitive eating does not mean whatever your body is craving. Yeah. Yep. It means eating when you're hungry and then stopping when you're full. That doesn't mean go eat McDonald's. Oh, yeah. Like five times a week. Well, the uh, even today I've picked up a much better that's habit point. recently yeah. where <clears throat> I eat less than I want. And, and I just stop mm -hmm. and I give it like 30 minutes and then if I'm still hungry, I'll eat more. Yeah. And then if I'm not hungry, I just, I hang out on it. And uh, the, the reason I picked that up is because, 
you know, being they were so sedentary recently, I, you know, I go to the gym, I go on my runs and everything, but ultimately I'm at a desk 90% of the time. I was realizing like, oh, uh, I don't need to eat as much as I think I need to eat. If anything, that's intuitive eating because what you're doing is you're intuitively making a correction to what you're supposed to mm -hmm. eat based on how your day's going. And yeah. if you do that right, and you kind of know which portions are correct per meal, then you can actually judge like, hey, we're out in the range all day. Maybe you should overdo, you know, some carbs and fats to give me fuel or something like that. Now I feel called out. <laughs> I was out. That is another thing even too, the other side yeah. of the spectrum. Um, we, we had a range the other day. We're out there doing, you know, we're out in the sun for like 12 hours, mm -hmm. uh, if not more. And uh, like Wes is being a good boy and he's eating like protein, food, this, any other. I, I was just pounding water. I don't think I, I ate like one pop tart from a package because someone's like yeah. hey i don't want to eat both these pop tarts i was like okay i'll take that and that's like what i ate that day it's like what why don't you want to eat both your pop tarts that's what i, I want to know <laughs> <laughs> what the heck the uh so there there's sides to it and uh anyone can be in anywhere you might fall inside one side or the other but yeah ultimately like you said intuitive eating the way people like to use it I agree with both of you mm -hmm. is dumb. I think intuitive eating can be better. Mm -hmm. I think if you follow that definition, right. it can be better, but it requires education. It requires self-control and it requires self-reflection. Anyone else yeah. want to anything else to touch on? Uh, well, it's like to some extent, um, whenever I'm hungover, I always crave vinegar for some reason. Mm -hmm. Is there any reason for that? Like a listener question. Like that. That's good. Ooh, good listener question. Yeah. So, uh, if you're craving vinegar, usually that's a sign of you want to, uh, get more sodium because like a lot of vinegary foods have a lot of sodium in them, electrolytes, things like that. So either you're dehydrated or you're low in electrolytes. I think it's called hypo. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to not mess it up. Never mind. <laughs> <Yep>. Um, <laughs> yeah. And you're just, uh, mineral depleted. So. I think either of those. We solved it. Yeah, Dimitri gets pissed because... We have three containers of pickles with different levels of pickle juice in them. Well, I, I just eat the pickles. That's what I like. That's what I do. We had, like, so we, I thought we were going to have a symbiotic relationship. She told me, he's like, hey, just, you know, I'm always drinking pickle juice. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's fine. I'll eat the pickles. You drink juice. I cannot keep up with his pickle juice consumption. <laughs> oh, damn. You're drinking it and that it's like, And it's not even like when he's just hungover. He's full of shit. He's constantly drinking oh. pickle juice. <laughs> he's, like, he's, he's like, oh, I'm hungover. No, he'll, like, come home from work and drink pickle juice. I think it's because, bro, hear me out. Pickle juice is very similar to people who fast. Uh, they're the liquid that they drink so they could fast for multiple days. So if you're not eating enough oh. and then your body's like, oh, I still need nutrients. I still need minerals. So it's like, that's why you're craving that, but you're not craving they food. They say if you're really hungry and out sea, your body will tell you to do weird stuff like eat fish eyeballs and stuff. Yeah. So if I find you outside eating a pigeon, <laughs> uh, yes. then we'll really know we need to take care of it. I don't know why I drink pickle juice. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, anything else to say on intuitive? eating um i no i think we said a ton everything's yeah. good i thought this was a good topic i really liked it if this offended you i love that for you um please <laughs> let us know why if you agree with us i love that even more please let us know why uh you can find us at bns underscore radio we have the podcast we have the youtube channel uh we have the instagram if you're not following already please do otherwise thank you for joining us yes have a beautiful day <laughs>